The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went out into the hills to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place, with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came forth from him and healed them all. The Gospel of the Lord. So we continue on through chapter 6 of Luke's Gospel. And what we saw yesterday was the uh, sign of the restoration of God's people. So the the restoration of the withered right hand represents, as we said, uh, the sign of that restoration because, as we had in the Old Testament, the example of uh, Jeroboam, but also uh, we have that example from the Psalms. It says, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept, If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. And so this restoration of the right hand represents the remembrance of Jerusalem, as we were saying, the restoration of God's people, but also it is that orientation towards the temple. And so now as Christ, who is the true temple, the living uh, temple, the body of of Christ being that new temple for us, Uh, What we see now in the next uh, scene, the scene that we have today, uh, is how the Lord is going to do that. So yesterday we saw what the Lord is going to do, the sign of the restoration of His people. Now we see immediately He goes and sets about that restoration by the establishment of His church. And the first thing that He does for restoration, He goes into the hills to pray. And so the Lord obviously has no need of praying. He does not need to pray. And so whenever we see the Lord praying, it is more that He is giving us an example. So He is instructing us by His example in terms of how we are supposed to act. And so He goes up into the hills to pray, and all night He continued in prayer to God. And so this is the source of that restoration uh, for His people. And also it is the source of restoration for ourselves in our own lives Everything begins with the relationship between Christ and His Heavenly Father. Everything is sourced back to the Trinity and to the life of the Trinity. That is the source of restoration. And so the Lord shows this, that before everything, there is this relationship between the Son and the Father. This bond of love that then also includes the Holy Spirit, this wonderful mystery of life, this wonderful mystery of the Blessed Trinity. 
the source of all things. And so it is in and from this relationship, this love that is the Trinity, that is God himself, that all things begin. And so the Lord continues in prayer to God, and when it was day, he called his disciples. As some of the church fathers say, is that the Lord's instruction shows us that before any action, there should be prayer. Before any activity, there should be contemplation. Before we go and do, we must first be. We must be in this relationship with God before we go and try to accomplish His works. Without establishing that relationship first with God, we run the risk of simply becoming hypocrites, that our actions do not manifest what is a true interior life and a relationship with God Himself. And so we also must daily go into the hills and pray, if you will, meaning going up to the high places and communing with God. That must be our foundation in our own life, uh, especially with regards to restoration. Then what the Lord does is after he has prayed, it says he calls his disciples. In the Greek, it says he called them to himself. And so this is the next step in this uh, restoration of his people. First, it's the relationship with the Heavenly Father. Then it's the relationship between the apostles and Christ himself. And so what we see here is that the Lord is calling each of us to himself. We must first move close to him before we can then attempt to go and try draw others to Christ as well. And so he chooses uh, from them 12. This is his choice. And even that's what it says in scripture. Remember, it was not you who chose me, it was I who chose you. The Lord is the one who first is the one who begins this relationship. He chooses us and calls us, calls us to himself. He does this for us through our life of the sacraments, through our life in the church. He calls us close to himself. Through our life of personal prayer as well, we come to know Christ. Then it gives us the list of these apostles. These apostles meaning those who are sent. And so now this is the next step in restoration of his people. First, it is a calling to himself. Then it is a sending away from himself. And that sending is a sending of those who have entered into this life with him. And then what happens is, it says he came down with them and stood on a level place. And so this is very interesting. So what we see here is, in a certain sense, symbolized the two great commandments of love. There is a vertical plane. He goes up first and down with his disciples. Now it says there is a horizontal or level plane. So the first movement representing love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Then the level plane representing love your neighbor as yourself. And so represented even in their activities is these two great commandments of love. And then this love is exercised for teaching and for healing. And so immediately it says, great crowds, a multitude of people are coming now to Jesus. And they are coming from all over. They're coming both from the Jewish regions, but also from the pagan and Gentile regions. They're coming from Tyre and Sidon and the sea coasts as well. And they all come to be healed of their diseases. A wonderful symbol of this restoration that Christ is going to work, not only for the Jewish people, but for the Gentiles, for all nations. This is the restoration of God's people in the complete sense in Christ. And lastly, as we were saying, with regards to Christ being that new and living temple, 
we can see that they all wanted to touch him because they knew that contact with Christ was also then to receive power and healing and grace. They simply wanted to be in contact with the person of Jesus Christ because they knew that to touch him was to be healed. And so also that is the way in which he continually renews his people, the presence of Jesus Christ in the midst of his people, and that mystery is here for us in the Blessed Sacrament. The Lord is here for us, that we can also have contact with him, that we can also reach out and touch him, not only with, uh, not only with anything that is exterior, but we can also receive him into ourselves and have this beautiful intimacy and contact with Christ, which then becomes our source, the foundation from which we live. And just to close, that's exactly what the um, St. Paul is saying in the first reading to the Colossians today. He's saying, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, live in him, be rooted in him, built up in him. This is the source, this is the foundation, this is our stability. Amen.